Welcome to BDO in the Boardroom, a podcast series for board of directors and those charged with governance. Each episode features a topical discussion with board peers and subject matter experts on both trending and timeless boardroom issues, covering a myriad of issues including, but not limited to, mitigating risk in the increasingly digital world, navigating your board career, from landing your first board seat to succession planning in support of the next generation, to other top of mind issues such as ESG reporting, shareholder activism, and the insights we share through the BDO Center for Corporate Governance and Financial Reporting. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Let's get started. I am Amy Rojek, Director of our Center for Governance, and have the pleasure of sitting down with Julie Bell Lindsay, Executive Director of the Center for Audit Quality, an autonomous, nonpartisan, and nonprofit public policy advocacy organization that guides and supports the public company auditing profession worldwide. Previously, Julie served as Managing Director and the Deputy Head of Global Regulatory Affairs at Citigroup. She also served as Counsel to Commissioner Cynthia Glassman at the SEC, where she counseled the Commissioner on Financial Reporting Matters. And perhaps the accomplishment she's most proud of is that she graduated from the Ohio State University. So Julie, I'm so happy you're here and welcome to the program. I plan to discuss with Julie her thoughts on the current and future state of the audit profession and the key drivers of audit quality of interest to audit committees and board members. All right, so Julie, perhaps you can elaborate with our participants today the core mission of the Center for Audit Quality or the CAQ as you're probably better known. Exactly. Um, well, Amy, thanks so much, first of all, for inviting me uh, to the to series. The CAQ's mission is to enhance investor confidence and public trust in the global capital markets. And we do this through three different ways, being a thought leader, a convener, and as an advocate for the public company auditing profession. As a thought leader, we foster high quality performance by public company auditors. As a convener, we bring stakeholders together to advance the discussion of critical issues requiring action and intervention. And as an advocate, we work to advance policies and standards that promote public company auditors' objectivity, effectiveness, and responsiveness to dynamic market conditions. You know, my vision for the CAQ is to be the recognized leader inside and outside of the profession on all things public company auditing, resource provider, thought leader, and convener. And I'm, I'm really pleased to be guided by, you know, implementing our mission with a, a, the CAQ governing board and also very pleased that Wayne Burson, the CEO of BDO, is our vice chair on the governing board. Now, that, that's great, Julie. Thank you for that background. And I think with a better understanding of the CAQ's mission, how does the CAQ engage with board and audit committee members? Well, obviously, audit committee members are one of our key stakeholders with which we convene, going back to our mission on a, on a regular basis. Over the years, we have developed specific resources dedicated to supporting audit committee members in their responsibilities of overseeing the external auditor. Our website actually has a dedicated page to assist audit committees. For example, on the website, you can find a publication that we recently released regarding key considerations for auditors and audit committees in the current COVID environment. This publication includes things like audit issues, accounting issues, disclosure implications, as well as audit committee considerations. 
In addition, we actively participate in board and audit committee advisory committees and attend and present at industry conferences. You know, we're continuously considering new strategies to engage with board and audit committee members. And, you know, in, on that vein, we're actually in the process of establishing what we're calling an audit committee steering committee to really further advise us on the resources and engagement with um, audit committee members. And so stay, stay tuned, there's gonna be more to come in this area. Now, I think that's a fantastic idea. And as a kind of a proponent of education for audit committees, um, I often refer to the Center for Audit Quality's guidance and publications. And I think you guys do a tremendous job in that vein. So thank you for that. Uh, so I've had the pleasure of representing BDO and working together with yourself and your team for a few years now as part of the CAQ's advisory council where we focus on audit quality and significant matters that impact audits and financial statements for our public company clients. So what would you say are some of the more significant drivers to audit quality? It's a great question. And I would say there's probably four different areas that I think are the most significant drivers of audit quality. First, you know, really understanding and successfully implementing new auditing standards is, is key. Uh, we accomplish this through, among many other things, a proactive dialogue with standard setters, regulators, and the audit profession. A perfect example of this is everybody's familiar with the new auditing standard relating to critical auditing matters, or, or CAMs. The CAQ, we work with the profession on a substantial number of dry runs uh, where companies work with the audit committee members and their auditor, company management, and implementation of the, of the CAM standard. Um, we also took the results of those dry runs and coordinated with the PCOB, you know, taking questions back from the profession and providing feedback to the PCOB on how the implementation of that standard was, was going. And of course, while the PCOB did extensive audit committee outreach as part of implementation of CAMS, the profession did work with company management through the auditors as well as the audit committee members as part of the process as well. A second driver of audit quality and one that continues to evolve is a firm system of quality controls. Firms have made significant investments in their systems of quality control which is foundational to all engagements and is also very consistent with the PCOB's inspection focus as well. When I say investments, we're talking about investments in training, understanding root causes of inspection findings, communicating a firm system of quality control using what firms refer to as an audit quality report or transparency report, and for some firms having an independent audit quality advisory board as well. The third driver of audit quality is the new technologies that firms are using in the audit. Amy, we could probably have a whole separate podcast on how firms are using technology, but we can't, you know, understate how or overstate, I should say, how critical the use of technology has been to increase both the effectiveness and the efficiency of audit quality and, and enforcing audit quality. The fourth, fourth driver I would talk about is um, really a best practice that we see as tried and true in audit quality is communication. 
Audit quality is best when all the different stakeholders are involved in embracing the shared responsibility of financial reporting, communicating regarding the objectives of the audit work to be performed, and working collaboratively to achieve those objectives. You know, auditors are required to exercise professional skepticism and embed unpredictability into their audit plan. But it's important to note this doesn't prohibit collaboration. And audit committees can be key influencers of audit quality by frequently communicating with the external auditors, setting a very strong tone at the top, and disclosing in their audit committee reports within the company's proxy statement how they are fulfilling these responsibilities. All right, Jillian, I know on that last note, the CAQ has done kind of a long-standing analysis of how voluntary audit, audit committee reporting continues to evolve. And I, I think your, your point is well taken there. I think, you know, with the, with the demand and the expectation by all stakeholders for more transparency in the audit, in the audit process, I think both, you know, from the auditor side of the house where we're releasing as firms our voluntary, you know, audit quality reports, and then on the the audit committee side where they're actually going forward and, and producing more voluntary disclosure when they're in their own proxy communications, I think that's really important and shed some further light, I think, to the whole mystery of the audit process, if you will. And that, that's a great point, Amy. We do the, um, what you're referring to as the audit committee barometer. Yeah. Um, and we do that once a year. We're actually gearing up to do it again, and we will usually publish that in, in the fall. So I really encourage people to, audit committee members, to check that out provides a kind of a good benchmark about what we're seeing um, and could be very educational for a lot of your listeners. Yeah, and I, and I do love your report because it does cover companies of all sizes. And I think that's exactly. an important distinction um, from maybe some similar things that, that others do in the market, but it really gives a good snapshot in terms of how this is evolving and you know which, which companies are really making the most difference. And I also like the fact that you do highlight some of the better disclosures that are out there. So I think that's really informative for audit committees to, to be looking at. So, so that's audit committees. How would you say that the CAQ is engaging more broadly with stakeholders such as investors? Sure. Uh, one of my top priorities since joining the CAQ has been to enhance our communications and, and stakeholder engagement efforts. Obviously, communications and stakeholder engagement are key components of how we're going to achieve our organizational goals and fulfill our mission. You know, getting back to that being a thought leader, a convener, and an advocate, we need everyone. And so engagement and communications is, is critical for that. Even with the challenges that have been have presented themselves with COVID, and I know um, you know, companies, audit committees, boards, they're all going through it, but even with those challenges which have made it you know, impossible to host in-person events, we're certainly participating in virtual events, we're engaging with stakeholders through digital channels, and we're driving media coverage in publications read by all those within the financial reporting chain, all the different stakeholders. We even just launched a new webisode, we're calling it, series on auditing during COVID. And Amy, you know, we were pleased to host you on it for a discussion on audit committee consideration. So thank you for participating in, in that series for us. Oh, well, I was more than pleased to do that. And I, I applaud what you're doing. I think the, the varying channels um, is something that's really important because everybody learns, everyone gathers information in different ways. And I, I, it's really 
been, a, I think, a nice surprise that's come out of this, if, if anything could be nice out of this whole thing, is that I think people do feel more connected. I think the embracing of technology to enable that has been, you know, very widespread. And, you know, we're having, you know, very good, I guess, luck, if you say, with, with doing that with our own kind of outreach to our clients, to our contacts and, and within the profession. So I, I foresee that continuing for a very long time. And, uh, you know, that's not to say it's going to ever take the place of being in person and actually getting to see, hear and <laughs> touch people again. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think it's nice to know that I don't think we're, we're losing that connectivity. So absolutely. Um, so the CAQ puts out a significant amount of high quality thought leadership, as we've been talking about in education and with contributions from the profession. Would you speak to some of the more significant topical areas that you and your staff are currently focused on? Sure. Well, one of them was not one of the significant areas we were focused on at the start of the year, but quickly became a significant area, and that is supporting the auditing profession and other stakeholders navigating through COVID, as we just discussed. Um, we, we've issued several publications and released webisodes, as I alluded to, that are narrow and focused on topics that we think are relevant. These are short episodes, the, the webisodes are very short, something that you can watch, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, to give you an idea of the, the topics, we have publications related to going concern, non-GAAP measures in a COVID environment, goodwill impairment, we have some relating to anti-fraud, which has taken on a whole new meaning and focus in this new remote environment, as well as most recently, auditor reporting, the different types of opinions that auditors may issue. I also recently had the opportunity to interview the SEC, SEC's chief accountant, Sagar Tiatia, and that interview is on our website as well. I think many of you probably know that the SEC has been very proactive in, in, in inter interfacing with um, companies going through this um, environment and providing guidance. So it was wonderful to be able to chat with him. In addition to our focus on COVID, we also have launched, we recently launched a publication entitled The Role of Auditors and Company Prepared ESG Information. While this new publication is focused on ESG, it's part of a series that we've developed or are developing to help stakeholders understand the role of auditors currently and the roles they could have in various types of company prepared and, and publicly disclosed information. I mean, Amy, you and I have talked about this before. There's just so, so much information that companies are disclosing outside of the historical financial statements, information that investors and other stakeholders are looking to and, and relying on. Um, you know, we believe that like the audits of financial statements and internal control over financial reporting, third, bar, third party assurance from a public company audit firm can certainly enhance the reliability of this company prepared information. So that's another uh, area that we're very much focused on. And then finally, another topic I wanted to raise is talent. The CAQ has been focused on various different talent initiatives for, for quite some time, both from an awareness of the profession and what auditors actually do. You know, it's not green eye shades sitting in a room by yourself, but also where a career in auditing can take you. And one exciting thing that we did um, over the past year, and it actually um, was released on June 6th, was um, we worked with a company called Road Trip Nation, 
which they do various different documentaries spotlighting different professions for kids to answer that question that we've all grappled with, what do I want to do with my life? And Road Trip Nation approached us about focusing on the accounting and the auditing profession. And the documentary was released, like I said, on June 6th. It's called Making It Balance. And it focuses on three young, I call them kids, um, but adults, as they literally take a road trip. Um, they went from Austin to Boston, interviewing leaders in the accounting and auditing profession. These are leaders not only that are still within the profession, but also those that have taken their career in audit and gone on, on to other and different things. It's, I think, a, a really good way for anyone to learn about what a great career the accounting and the auditing profession is and the path that you can take. And you can certainly find out more about this Making It Balanced documentary and everything about Road Trip Nation and the CAQ's partnership with them on our website. Now that that's excellent. And, and it's funny, I've been working with the CAQ for a fairly significant amount of time now, and, and it, it doesn't stop astounding me how much you're team actually is accomplishing and all the areas that you're touching on all the important things that relate to the auditing profession, relate to the public company environment, the regulatory environment. I think it's just, um, it's, it's amazing what you guys have accomplished in a relatively short, you know, lifespan of the Center for Audit Quality. So um, my, my final question for you today is, is how do you see the audit profession evolving with respect to emerging areas of risk and transparency that we've kind of been touching on as we, we've gone today? Sure. You know, the audit profession has extensive knowledge and experience related to evaluating risk, particularly right now as companies deal with the pandemic that we are all facing. Auditors are well positioned to manage this new virtual normal that we find ourselves in. In addition, auditors and audit committees are gatekeepers to protect investors and help ensure that companies are providing high quality information to investors and other stakeholders. For example, the SEC has stated they have consistently not objected to well-reasoned judgments that entities have made They've reminded companies that these significant judgments and estimates must be disclosed in a manner that is understandable and useful to investors, and that the resulting financial reporting reflects and is consistent with the company's specific facts and circumstances. And you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, I view the future of audit as going beyond the traditional financial statements that we're all used to. Obviously, those are not going away. But given the skill set and the competencies of auditors, they are uniquely positioned to help investors by providing confidence in other types of financial reporting relating to, you know, other types of reporting that companies are doing, whether it's ESG, non-GAAP measures, or cyber and other enterprise risk management. As it relates to transparency, the auditing profession is committed to providing transparency. I mentioned earlier, and you also touched on firms audit quality reports. I can't stress enough um, how valuable those are for audit committee members, for investors and other stakeholders. There is a wealth of information in these reports, and I, I really encourage people to, to check those out. Um, also, you know, another area where auditors have embraced um, transparency is the profession has fully embraced the implementation of CAMS, as we also discussed, and providing additional transparency about 
what they're thinking about as, the, as they go through the audit. So those, those are just a couple of areas that I see the profession evolving. But you know, there's many others we could talk about as well, whether it's technology and, and similar issues. But it's really a dynamic profession, and it's a dynamic time to be part of the profession. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I really appreciate all of your comments and the work that you and your team are doing at the CAQ and uh, hope to continue to get to work with you in, in the future and look forward to our, our next meeting. So thank you very much for your time today and hope you stay well and safe and healthy and uh, until next time. Thank you, Amy. Thanks so much. Thanks, Julie. Thank you for listening to BDO in the Boardroom. Past episodes and related insights are available at bdo.com slash BDO Boardroom. Or you can go to iTunes or Spotify to rate, review, and subscribe. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of BDO. For more information on the BDO Center for Corporate Governance and Financial Reporting and the resources we provide, visit bdo.com slash BDO Knows Governance.